Hey, it's Joey here, your favorite podcast host. Over the past two years, I've been providing you with exclusive interviews with industry insiders and experts who have come on the show and inspired you and have given significant discounts to their products and services. Well, the podcast is growing and I need your help. Become a regular supporter of the show by visiting patreon.com BLC. Your monthly gift will help sustain the podcast and help bring better guests, live shows, valuable merchandise, and more. Click on the link in the show notes and become a part of the BLC team. The site again is patreon.com slash BLC. Now let's jump into the show. You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. All right, and we're back for another episode of the Business, Life, and Coffee podcast. This week, we're joined with Terry Ogburn, who creates comprehensive business plans. He's a business coach and consultant. He writes small business plans, and he does strategic business development. He's also the founder of Ogburn Business Solutions, and he's got a pretty cool entrepreneurial past. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your show. Terry, I've got to ask you, since we're at the top of the year, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, it's a good question. Um, I'm not one of those uh, people who believe in uh, resolutions. I believe in setting priorities, which are a little stronger than goals. But yes, I do set, um, I do set priorities uh, for the year, and then I chunk them down quarterly and um, you know, try to execute uh, by the end of the year the full priority. Awesome. And so, Terry, you began your business career in 1979, where you invent you invested your last $100 to start an air conditioning service business. What could you talk talk about that time and what it was like to be down to your last 100 bucks and, and, and take a bet on yourself? Oh, sure. Be glad to. Um, uh, I was in the car business and. Um, Going along there, doing very well, considered to be one of the top uh, five in the company. Um, in Chevrolet world, I was considered to be either number one or number two uh, out of that uh, particular dealership. And I wanted a, um, I wanted to get promoted. I wanted to be a, in management. I thought that was the direction I wanted to go. And I went to apply for a, a management job at another GM dealership, and my owner found out about it and fired me. So I. Um, woke up without a job, so to speak. And in the car business, you get a car, and um, you don't, you know, you don't need like car and car insurance, things like that. Um, so I found myself um, in a condo or an apartment building, going condo, and there was a um, broken furnace duct uh, leading, you know, to in, the, in each one of the uh, apartments. So I figured I could fix those for like $15, and that would be like almost $4,000. It's 264 apartments um, in the you know in the complex, 
And that was a quick 4,000. That would give me something to do. Um, well, the Jim Foxworthy, who was transferred from Atlanta, he worked for IBM, and he was transferred to Tampa to head up the new IBM center here in, in this area. And he moved in, and I showed him the broken furnace duck, and we became friends. He became my first mentor, and he's actually the one that gave me the, the motivation to go out and start. Now, everybody, you can imagine, everybody was saying, um, you don't have any money, you don't have a truck, you don't have a car, but what I had was a little bit of um, air conditioning experience. So I just took that and camped out on it and took it on to a company that ended up with 26 uh, people, 12 trucks, lasted 10 years, and I sold it to my um, employees. Wow, so you sold your business to your employees. How important was your mentor? What, what types of decisions did your mentor help you make along the way? That I had to stop thinking about being the technician, the worker bee, and start to look for other uh, mentors, other education that would help me understand how to build a business from the top down. The interesting thing that I've learned over the years is that, you know, if you start a business and you bootstrap it up, and you you have about an 80% chance of uh, failing, um, largely because we get stuck in this, this technician mode where we think we have to do it all. And we're afraid to delegate things out because when we do, it, we usually end up having to go back and do it over or go back and fix it or whatever. So we get into this mindset that we might as well do it ourselves. So we start alienating anybody that we hire or anybody that comes on board to help us. So the idea is to, to write job descriptions, write their duties out, their responsibilities, and then hire people to um, come in and fill those positions and then empower them to go ahead and it's okay if they make mistakes. It's okay if they um, don't do it right the first time. Uh, one, they'll get to learn and how you want it. But if you set a clear uh, path, if you set a clear picture of how, what you want uh, completed, usually the people will, will, will get that done for you. It's when you don't have a clear vision of what you want them to do and you're making it up on the fly, um, that's where we run into this, um, this little problem. So over the years, I had plenty. I, I, all I did was transfer from one mentor to another. I'd find a new one that could help me in this, like advertising marketing. I went and found out a, I found a mentor in that arena, brought him on board, learned from him, and I did it throughout uh, throughout my whole career. Uh, well, I, actually in the first uh, four years, five years of my air conditioning business is where I got my um, all my trainings from. Terry, you touched on something. And by the way, we are joined again Terry Ogburn, who is the founder of Ogburn's Business Solutions. Terry, you mentioned the whole thing about delegating and how a lot of leaders, whether it's their first time and even leaders who have a lot more experience under their belt, we struggle with getting the delegation piece right. Um, you've been in business and you've been a successful entrepreneur for decades now. What are some of the pieces of advice that you share for someone that's, that's delegating for the first time um, what has been, well, we'll just leave it at that. What advice would you give for, to a first time delegator? Um, first of all, um, and delegating, delegating is an art. Um, uh, and the way I, um, like to see it roll out is 
managing by objectives. So what that means is that you take your objective, whatever it is, if it's build a car, build this, whatever, you take that and then you break it up into, um, into bite-sized pieces. And then the idea is once you uh, hand this off, you hand it off to an objective. So um, let's say I was handing you something. So I have this, how my objective all prepared and I'd walk up you know come up to you call you whatever and I'd say okay here's here's the objective we went to to reach now I know you can do this so what uh, how long will it take you uh, to get this uh, project done for me and then you get uh, some feedback so you get clarity on what needs to be done whatever you establish a time time limit so let's say that you said well I can have this ready for you by close of play tomorrow and I'd say, okay, well, that's good. So how about just in case you run into a little bit of trouble, why don't we just make it close the play on Monday, and I'll check with you first thing Monday morning to see how well you're doing uh, on, the, uh, on your progress. So if you, if you get the understanding behind that is you already have a vision of what you want, you lay it out so it's easy to understand, and then you get a time frame that it will be done and then you check on it somewhere halfway through the process or you know just before it's due and that way you can add uh, any uh, last minute advice or if they're having a hurdle instead of them giving you back the project you coach them through to get to the end okay so there's a little bit of uh the I mean, it ha it says it's something that happens all the time where the, a lot of the breakdowns happen in communication. It sounds like communication is a really big aspect of delegating. Communication is the is the art in anything, and that's uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because um, most of us are not good communicators. We listen with the intention to talk. We don't listen with the intention to understand. So one of the things that we should, and all business owners, no matter who they are, should take a course or become very good at active listening. There's two parts to active listening. <clears throat> Excuse me. One is um, um, reflective listening. So you you listen to the, your the communi person communicating, and you reflect back what you heard. And this keeps you on pace. We only hear about 25% of what's being said. So when you're paying attention, you're reflecting back. So what I guess I understood you to say was this, and, and then they can give them an opportunity to correct you. So you get a you. We think in pictures. So the more somebody describes to us what they're or communicating to us, we start to form pictures in our head. But not all the time are those pictures correct. They're they're those pictures are based on our paradigm or our frame of reference so we kind of configure those so you need to get clarity along the way the other second part of um, active listening is uh, empath empathetic listening or listen with empathy and that's for fully understanding what the person is trying to communicate to you you're in a conversation you've been in conversations before and you had to connect the dots well that's the the listening with the full uh, intention of understanding and listening uh, so that you can um, be compassionate about what they're trying to communicate to you. Terry, why do we, uh, so there are several types of leaders, right? And, and 
I'm thinking of the person who's a, that drill instructor who's task oriented that's saying, hey, we can worry about feelings later, but right now let's get the job done. What would you say to someone who is is who leans more to the side of I'm focused on the task uh, and, and they're less about the emotions and uh, emotional intelligence of, of their people? Um, typically, when somebody is um, is coming at it from a standpoint of micromanaging, and I think that's what you were um, trying to describe um, there, um, Joey. Um, when we're warlording over somebody or we're, we're trying to dominate them, we get less production. The, the new way to do it um, is through um, more like the Socratic method, and that's where you use question-based, um, um, making sure they understand that type of thing. When we, use, when we use the Socratic method, we learn more about what the, uh, the project is that we're going to work on. You're listening to Terry Ogburn, who is the founder of Ogburn's Business Solutions. Terry, as I've said, you've been in business for quite some time. You started your first company in 1979, and you're still successful today. What's the difference between business in the 70s and 80s and the way we do business now? Well, um, in the 70s, we, you know, like in the air conditioning business, we, we had to deal with phone books. And uh, which is a different dynamic. Um, in nineteen in nineteen ninety seven is when the internet really started to, to take place, and it changed uh, the customer's behavior. Um, now eighty six percent of the people who start their buying process start that process online. We didn't have that back in the the seventies and eighties. Um, now they don't need salespeople, so we have to change the way we approach people, and we now should be approaching them more from uh, more from a uh, sales consultant's position rather than a salesperson. Most sales companies uh, that are out there are dealing in sales. They just throw a bunch of stuff on the wall, and then the leads and stuff, and salespeople sit and um, and I work with um, Marine Max, one of the uh, large um, load companies and teaching their salespeople how to become sales consultants um, because they're in an industry where most of the salespeople only care about the commission or getting the sale done and that's how most of us feel we need the sale uh, however if we get more into uh, brokering a deal or being in the middle of the, the deal um, we get more um, we get more energy into the sale. The people trust us more. They send referrals to us. In this day and age, we need more referrals, or we need our, to build our business off referrals and repeat business rather than getting new business. So I was just going to ask you, how important are referrals to business? Every client that you have in business has at least three referrals for you as an average. Now, the thing is that you have to um, – and what I say is that your sale starts after the close of the sale, so it starts with the follow-up. Like for an example, there's a company out there that requires a, their um, salespeople to follow up with their buyer 33 times in the first year after their purchase. They're required to do that. 
Um, and you think, well, that's almost three times a month. What can we do? Well, you look for reasons to to contact them, whether it's their anniversary, their birthday. And we can find this information out. All we have, we get all these forms that we have to fill out, so we have this information uh, in front of us. We have to think more compassionately in, in, in how the customer, so a lot of times I'll say, well, let's put your real person out on. How would you handle this situation being the customer? And oftentimes um, the people try to sell the customer. In this day and age, we need to get the customer to buy. And then once they start buying, we just keep giving them products that they that fit their their need. And Joy, I can give your listeners a, a formula right now and give them four steps if you if you would like for me to. I'd be glad to give them these four steps. And no matter what they decide to do, I don't care if it's start a business or start a trip, if they make these if they put these four things in play They'll, it'll it'll prove out to be a winner each time. Let's go for it. Let's hear the four steps. Okay, the first step is to um, make the decision. Okay, so you have to make the decision. You're going to be a better time manager. You're going to be a better uh, boss. You're going to be better at whatever it is. You've got to make that decision that you're going to do it. And you got to be – this decision has got to be like the old saying about burning the boats. I mean, you've got to, be, you've got to commit. You've got to be out there. Now, once we make the uh, commitment that, that we're going to do our project, then we have to be decisive, uh, excuse me, we have to be dis disciplined about the actions that we take. So if we're going to be better at time management, then the thing is that we have to start managing our time. And you have to start making correct decisions about how, how to use your time and who's using your time wisely and things like that. Then we have to be decisive about the goals that we need to accomplish the decision that we make. Our goals uh, are the priorities that we set up in place that says that we're going to get there. 84% of the people in this world do not have any goals. Um, Harvard Business School did a goal study story of 1979 graduates. They took 100 of them, and they went back and looked at them after 10 years, and what they found was that 84% that of the, the students had no goals, 13% of the students had goals in their head, but only 3% of the people who wrote, uh, wrote out their goals, and that 3% made 10% more money than the rest. So being decisive about our time and our, our, our discipline about where we're going and what we're doing. And then the last one is visualization. We must visualize that we already have in possession of what we're trying to do or what we want or whatever it is. We visualize it first. We get it in crystally clear into our head, and then our, our subconscious will continue to work based on the first three things. It will continue to work on those um, steps to get us what we want. That's excellent. And so listeners, if you're out there and you hear Terry's tips, you can apply these and be successful in 2018 and beyond. Hey, Terry, I've got one last question for you. And again, we're joined by Terry Ogburn, who is the founder of Ogburn's Business Solutions. Um, and that question is going to be, uh, it's more practical. Um, does every business need an operations manual? My opinion is yes. Um, 
and operate you know, first of all your your listeners and people in business should build their business with the intent to sell it when you build your business with that intent what happens you're able to detach yourself from it the way you do the easiest way to do that is through an operations manual now my particular manual has uh, eight um, pieces to it so if a client hires me we're going to get into these eight pieces first you have to have a, a development plan and that is some uh, like a core like how you plan to develop your business and these are your ideals your philosophy it's all about yours mine has eight steps to it and those are all outlined uh, from their goals to your service so and all that the second piece of it is your is your action plan you got to have an action plan and this action plan needs to be able to be graded my system is about actually being able to sit down at the end of every quarter and actually grade your action plan on from zero to five because it's all um, smart goals or based on uh, measurements. Then you need job descriptions and an organizational chart. Um, I started helping businesses in 1985. I went on into the corporate arena. I started my uh, business consulting company 12 years ago. Um, so all of it comes back down to making sure that you're, um, you're, you're setting your priorities and doing what it is you want. And the way you do that is get those tasks down so you can delegate them. Even if you don't have a bookkeeper, bookkeeper has tasks. Go online, go to the Google, search for job descriptions for bookkeeper, and pick out the, the tasks that the normal bookkeeper would do. You got to balance your books. You got to pay bills. You got receivables. So all those people are in your business, even though you may be wearing all of those hats. Then you need a uh, set of checklists. Checklists are designed to help that you can hand this checklist to somebody. It's like a recipe. If you hand somebody a recipe, they follow the recipe. Uh, they should be able to co complete the objective that they're they're um, trying to handle. Um, you need a budget and performa. You need to be able to forecast your expenses. Everybody's getting involved in QuickBooks and all this, the P&Ls and all that. And those are great, but remember, that's past accounting. That's after the horse. We we've gotten away from, like you mentioned earlier, the 70s and 80s. There was nothing taught about QuickBooks or all that. There was P&Ls, but what we were taught in business was to forecast your expenses and forecast your um, your income. So you can, can plan your, um, how you're going to you know, pay your bills and how much profit you want. And most companies that I run into, they end up at the end of the day, they have to pull money out of their bank account to pay their taxes because they're not, they haven't under, got to the understanding that the customer should be paying their taxes. I've helped, customer, uh, helped clients where uh, they take credit cards and I will, that's a, like if you take uh, American Express, that's 3%. Well, you need to pass that 3% on to, to the client. Somebody's got to pay that. You shouldn't have to pay that. So that's where your budget and performa comes in. Um, and then you also have to have a policy and procedures manual. You have to know the rules that play, you know, that you to play by. You know, you have to have a rule book, and that's where your policy and procedures come in. And in this day and age, we need a direct marketing plan, not so much a a mass marketing plan anymore. We need to be more direct and focusing on the demographic we're looking for and the psychographic. Where do they hang out and what are, what are their buying habits? And then we also need a social media marketing plan, which we didn't need, um, you know, just as few uh, ten years ago or twelve years ago. 
you know, that was when social media was really Web 2.0 started coming out. But what's next is we're going to have to embrace Web 3.0, which is going to be more video and more uh, video conferencing and more uh, people trust videos because uh, one person told me the other day, if a picture tells a thousand words, how many words does a video share? At least a million. Exactly. So um, there's just uh, so much more truth. I built my whole um, consulting business, and you can imagine, because it has to be based on trust, well, the, the way it was built was through video because the videos that I selected, my video testimonies, and anybody, any of your listeners can go to my website, either terryogren.com or ogmersbusinesssolutions.com and check out my testimonies and you'll see that they're all from the heart. I didn't put anything on, on my uh, website that appeared to be canned or spoken out scripted or any of that because people aren't looking for that. They want genuine, from the heart testimonies. And all you have to do is get, you know, just start getting them, you know, 30 seconds. You can do it on your phone now, Dave. It's that simple. Hey, tell me that story right here into this microphone. Awesome. Well, hey, Terry, I really enjoyed having you on the show. And I really hope our listeners, if you're listening, tuning into the, the podcast, check out Terry's website, AugburnsBusinessSolutions.com. You can also connect with him on LinkedIn. You can also connect with him on Facebook. And I'll add these links in our show notes. Terry, I'll give you the last word before we head out for the episode. Well, thank you so much, uh, Joey, for having me on your show. And as a as an offer, I'd like to offer you and your guests a uh, uh, half hour of my time coaching a free coaching call. Um, simply go to uh, my website, click in the uh, click on the contact us button, uh, put in your name, your email address, and a, a challenge that you're having with your business. We'll set up a time. I'll take a half hour. We'll roll up our shirt sleeves, and we'll we'll create a, a solution for the challenge that you're having. This isn't a sales pitch. It's not, there won't be any sales pitches uh, to this. This is just me helping a fellow business owner uh, grow their business. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.BusinessLifeAndCoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.